To the knowledge of its creators, no one was harmed in the recording of this broadcast. Ooh, that's good. To soothing tunes of um, Sanford and Sons opening theme. Bum, 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 ba, dum, bum, 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 bum. Quiet down now. It is time to start the show. Let's get started. Oh, that's not right. <laughs> Let me do it again. Dementia at its Quiet finest. down now. It is time to start the show. Yes, it started. Don't be licking me no more. Matter of fact, can you hand me a handy wipe? That's it. I mean, I got one of the words wrong, but that's okay. We'll keep it. So how does it feel to peak in your 50s? <laughs> <laughs> that was an homage to the Scrub series. Oh. Yeah, they have a, a Friday night Sanford and Son um, ritual. The okay. characters okay. of Turk and JD. Yeah. So I thought it would be a nice little <laughs> homage, but no reason other than I like it. We're keeping Fascinating. it. Fascinating. I'm on the edge of my... Th- I can't wait to see what you pull out next. Maybe something from 227? Well, I don't know Facts how that alive. goes. No, I'm not doing Facts Alive. That's too played out. But uh, 227, there might be a gem there. I'll have to look it up, though. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe we do that next time. Hello, one and all. It's Michael and Ian back. Yeah, baby! Don't speak for me. <laughs> That's fine. I won't speak for him. I'm here. I'm queer. And I'm ready to go to bed. So we're going to knock this out real quick, kind of stay on point as much as possible, and then we're in and we're out. So we're still on the planet Dune. I wanted to talk a little bit more about it. No! <laughs> yep, great. So I have some points that I feel that I, I haven't been able to express. Out of all the words you chose last time, you didn't choose the enough words to finish the statement. <laughs> no, basically, I didn't get everything out that I wanted to, to talk about the, uh, have you the ch- movie. Have you tried a diuretic? A little prune to You're at that age. I'm going to start with my first point. A little cup of the coffee ever did me regular. <laughs> a little dark roast in the morning. I told you, one of these days there's going to be a show where I'm the only one speaking because I will have edited everything you said out. That was pretty much the last two episodes. No, it wasn't. You were plenty there. It's the Michael show and he's going to talk some more. Blah, 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 blah. Because I'm doing all the editing. <laughs> if you want to take over editing responsibility and put a little more of yourself into it, be my guest. I'm too busy. So we are speaking of the 2021 version of Dune. By... Oh, yes, of course. I don't want to mistake them with the 30-year-old <laughs> version. Of course not. Denny Villeneuve's. Let's, let's stay on task here. Classy interpretation of it. <laughs> my first point that I think that no one's talking about is Hans Zimmer's score. It is fantastic. I think they're talking about Hans Zimmer's score, but not Hans Zimmer's score. Is that his brother? Are they related? Isn't that funny to have two scores by somebody that sounds so identical? Hans and Hans? He's about ready to put some hands on me. <laughs> I can't believe it. You simply can't be gracious and <laughs> tell me that I mispronounced his name. The one that wants to die hard goes, oh, it's Hans Grober. <laughs> it's Hans Gruber. <laughs> No class. <laughs> is it Zimmer or Zimer? <laughs> that caviar is a garnish. <laughs> Why that? could you? You've got mail. Yes. I can you simply prop me up and support me? <laughs> How much do you think I can hold? <laughs> oh, 
my God, he's already made a fat joke. You're the one and a stupid it. joke no. in the last 30 seconds. It's still longer than you get with most men. So, Hans. Hans Zimmer. <laughs> Again, the score is fantastic. I think he's going to win an Oscar for this one. Yeah. I no, it is beautiful. Beautifully touching. Very percussive. Um, lots of voice work. Very otherworldly. I just thought it just took me to another place. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I do like his music, so I am a fan. But I just thought this was next level, and I haven't had a lot of people pointing out on things that I've been listening or reading, um, in connection with the the movie, um, singing his praises. I think he's done a fantastic job, yeah. and I hope there's a lot of um, accolades. I'm always fascinated by the journey that the um, the director slash the music um, goes through. Do they work together? Do he see something? Does he start? You know, because there's some some beautifully touching scenes in that movie that would not have been as impactful without that music. So it mm-hmm. makes me feel like it came after. Um, but then I read stuff all the time that they wrote the score and then they based scenes after. And like, I think it, it's kind of twofold. Probably they probably share and go back and forth. And, oh, I'm sure they do. Yeah. yeah. But like the, one of the big pinnacle scenes they do almost in silence, except for the music mm-hmm. um, that I was just like, Oh wow, this is actually a perfect choice that the hearing the dialogue and hearing the, would not have made this any better than this actual underscoring does. So I was very pleased with it. It made me it made part of the uh, watching experience even more enjoyable with the, uh, the score. I, that's one of the, my favorite things. It's usually when I see a trailer, I'm looking for who's directing, who's the writer, who does the score, who's the uh, and then the cinematographer. Yeah, yeah, those are the kind of things that kind of pop out, and I'm like, ooh, yeah, that's great, cool. I like that. Do you remember the lady in the water? Yeah, I remember. That. I love that movie, but that had a great score. Like the music was just incredible. It wasn't really a great storytelling, to be honest, but I liked it. But I just remember that the music was part of the, if not the main focal of the movie. It was just like it propelled the story in such a beautiful way. And I'd have to go back to it because my initial and my first reaction, I didn't like it. Late in the water, that is. I'm sure the music I, I probably did like. I didn't think the story it was very, very forced and. Yeah, oh, have, very much. So. M. Nice, like at the center of it. Like, yeah. Why are you forcing yourself into this? Movie? He had some ideas, and he didn't quite know how to execute them well. So enough boring shit. What else you been up to? I'm not done with Dune. Oh, sorry. That, back that, to boring shit. No, that this is the main point of this podcast. Did oh, you not see what's another... entitled? It's called I never Dune. It's, titled, it's all Michael. beachfront property. Section number two. Section number. Oh, we got <laughs> classifications, subcategories. This will be less painful if you just let me talk. The environmental aspect, which of course is a big part of the of the the book itself. Okay. Okay. I thought there were so many subtle hints of the environment being an important theme. (laughs) You're mocking me. I can see it. Into (laughs) into the design of the different ships, like the ornithopter, which looks like a dragonfly. Yeah. The the uh, hunter seeker. That almost looks like a fly itself, or kind of a hummingbird. Okay. The silhouette of it. Yeah. Uh, the fact that Arakeen, the city that the Atreides take over um, when they are given the fiefdom of Arrakis, Dune, um, it looks like it's carved right out of the rock. Like it's carved right out of the environment. Like it's not. It doesn't seem to be like man-made structure. It seems to be a natural rock occurrence. Like it all seems one big block of wood uh, not wood but rock that's been carved out rock of sand yeah yeah so i mean I, it's it blends right in it's just something that's naturally done yeah it doesn't feel like it's a man-made structure i would agree with that except for me like going into a story called dune i was imagining sand i was imagining 
you know, they describe in like the first couple words of the book about it being a sand ridden planet um, with nothing but rock and sand. And um, that's kind of been the ongoing theme for the last 40 years about Dune, as in sand dune, dune. And I was not surprised by the sand and the rocks on Dune. I was not surprised the way they explained it. Oh, it's a vast desert land no, with big but, worms. But you, and then you're in awe. Oh, my God, look at all the sand and the rock formations, almost like they're natural. What I'm saying is you've seen Lynch's version, right? Part. All right. Lynch's version, if you watch it, it's not really, he doesn't really take the environmental aspect of the book. It's such a huge part of the book, though. That's why, exactly. That's me, why like, yeah. I like Denis's version as yeah. far as that. I thought that was beautifully rendered and subtly done mm-hmm. like throughout the entire movie. When the, the Emperor's Herald comes to give you know, the proclamation that the Atreides are taking over Dune, um, the, he, he says it's a stewardship. It's not. They don't own the planet. Stewardship to me means caretaker. Yeah, we all know that from Lord of the Rings. I know, but what I'm saying is for it's, of Gondor. the specific word choice gives it a more environmentally aware aspect. Like, you don't own the planet. You are a steward of the planet. Mm-hmm. You care for it. You pass it on. You, ca- you keep it in, in good measure. You don't own it to strip it. But aren't they stripping it, to be honest? Isn't that what the whole story is about? Is they're mining the, the, the planet because it gives them the one source of... The Harkonnens were. I mean, doing it brutally. The Atreides have a different Method. aspect. Okay. Yeah, a different way of, of going to rule. But that is the point of this planet and why it's so in, right. in, integral and integral. That's the word. You well, that, that, I mean, that spice is a commodity. Like, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's like water, oil. It's a, it's a commodity. It's everything, yeah. Yeah. So it's a very important to the running of the Imperial. But I just like that aspect where it, he, Deneve seems more, or is going to use it, the environmental aspect, uh, more acutely than what Lynch did. And I love that about it. The fact that all that sand, it looks like there's, there are scenes where the, the sand's like crashing like water, like oh, yeah. waves onto the yeah. rocks. It's beautifully done. It's, for me, it wasn't like a shock because this is exactly when I read the book, what I picture. I felt like so much of it was exactly what I envisioned, which is very seldom you find in movies. The suits they wore, the I mean, I don't know why, but I, I just pictured all of it. It's like, oh, exactly, exactly. I thought it was point on. Um, I was very impressed and very excited to see what I had envisioned in my mind being what actually came to pass on screen. Okay. But one of the things that I missed from Lynch's version, there's a couple of things. One is the newness of it. There's, like, I'm not picking up everything that's in the book or everything that's necessary in the movie. I'm sure there are things that I missed, but I know more than enough to not necessarily be surprised. Like when I saw Dune, um, David Lynch's version of Dune, I had no idea about the books. I, I'm not, I wasn't aware of them. I didn't have any inkling. Like, like even in the peripheral, this was all new. So when he brought that production design, that creativity, that costume design, and created the world, and created the world, and like, and just hooked me right into it. Like, I need to go and read the books. And of course, huh. the books are super rich in detail. I didn't realize the, the show came first for you. For me, yeah. So I, I don't have that newness. So I don't I don't have that that response to it. like I really do like this current version of Dune, mm-hmm. but it's not new. It's not like oh, wow. So I was huh. I was impressed by the the environmental aspect because I thought it was more heavily uh, shown than in Lynch's version. But Lynch's version was like a brand new slate. It's like oh, 
wow, like you don't, I didn't know anything about it. I'm coming through it brand new and being a novice and I'm like, and being impressed yeah. by impressed by what he put up on the screen. So for all its faults, I will always love his version of it. I think it's fascinating to, to be so drawn to a movie that doesn't really stick to the book that it's originally based on, but to be less in awe of the movie that is more closely adapted from the book that it's based on. Which you love the books, and you love yeah. the world, but you're more drawn to a world that is less like the books than... Because he brought, he brought that sweet... Oh, no, I'm not saying he didn't. Yeah, I, I just find that amusing. Okay. I find it fascinating. And there's things that uh, the new version doesn't play up as much. Mm -hmm. Like the political entry, I miss. That whole power struggle between... It's very much more of the book than it is this movie, yeah. Yeah, the Landsride, the Imperium, um, the Benny Jesuit working behind yeah. the scenes, yeah. the Fremen, uh, the Guild. You don't get that political machinations as much mm -hmm. in this one, That's true. which I miss. Yeah. He didn't have to, I mean, he didn't do it, um, but I do miss that aspect of it. And I think that was one of the advantages that, for me, first time viewer, got into it. And I'm like, he built an entire world and made it epic and made it interesting to want to like find out about the other aspects of it. Which one is this you're talking about? Uh, so I'm speaking of Lynch's version having, having oh. all that political intrigue. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so that was really interesting. So that was one of the reasons why I'm like, oh, I love all this kind of behind the scenes. Is this twice as long? His is the entire book. So yeah. he does the entire first book yeah. as opposed to the first half. First half, yeah. Yeah. But there are things that I really liked about it. I think some of the subtleness, and I think the environmental, bringing the, how he brings it in, that subtlety works very well. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's too subtle, I think. I think there are certain aspects that needed to be a little amped up okay. again. Like that, that, yeah. all that little. I mean, stuff. I think you've done a really good job of making it sound as boring as possible. Not so boring. Well, some people you, did think the movie absolutely. was boring. No, I mean, you, you really take all the fun out of it, which that's what I look to for you. I look for the enjoyment of the completely wringing out all of the enjoyment from something. But as long as the environmental quality is there, that's all that matters. Being rude. And we're moving <laughs> on. I, I, I think I've made my you point on that one. You, you continue, continue. But move on. We're going to boobies. I'm going to move on to Zendaya, and it I, is Zendaya as opposed to Zendaya, right? It's Zendaya. Okay, thank you. I wasn't sure since I got Hans Groomer. It's Groomer. <laughs> groomer? Hans groomer. groomer. Whatever. I didn't see Die Hard until almost a year ago, and it does, it pulls up. Have you up. read the book it's based on? It's not based on a book. Is it? No, it actually no, it isn't. It what really book? Is. It really is. I what swear book? to God, it's based on a book. It's based on a book by um, the same guy that did this did Frank Sinatra movie. No, it's a follow-up to this book this guy wrote um that it was so popular it was about mobsters whatever frank sinatra did it so then the they went to him and they said write us another write us a follow-up for frank to play and it took him 10 years to write and he came up with the book um that is now die hard but it wasn't called die hard it's called something about one night let me go hold on one second book die hard. i used to know the name of this yes nothing lasts forever that's what I said. Do, 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 Nothing do, do, do. lasts forever. Nothing lasts forever is an action thriller novel by American author Roderick Thorpe, a sequel to the 96 novel The Detective. This novel is mostly known through its 1988 film adaption, Die Hard. You told me. But <laughs> ba ba and all that jazz. You played the game and then you lost the cards. Because <laughs> you were wrong. <laughs> I thought Mae West was in this one. <laughs> 
Are you done with Dune? No, I'm not done with Dune. Oh, we're just about Lord. to do a, a Zendaya and Tim, uh, Look, Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet. Uh, Delvin. They've got yeah. They've got that. It back. Does he fuck a peach? Now I know there were complaints that Zendaya is not really in the movie, but I think that she is. I like how they sprinkled his visions sprinkle, of her sprinkle. throughout the movie, and that her last when she really is in it, and they have the meaning between um, her wandering scout tribe there and Paul. I thought she did a really nice job. I'm like, I want to see more of her. I'm like, she's very well. That was her job is to make you want to see her in the second part. Yeah, I thought that was her job. It's enticing. It was just like, like, hey, here's a little, here's a little shoulder action. You get the main potty next time. That's interesting. She's I mean, the star of the second one. That's 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 an interesting way of, of viewing it. Like, I didn't think it was her job to to necessarily make me want to entice to be the second to be the second movie. I love there's that. so much more to come. Like, as much as it was thrown out and laid out on the table, there's so much more to come, Michael. You got you gotta save some for later. I thought my that, mom always said. I thought that was the work of the director. <laughs> and using his actors to get to that point. Um, but she is an actor, in, and he yes, used no, her she, yes, to he, entice you. you. Why are you being antagonistic? No, I'm not. You yeah. literally wrote a note like, oh, I can't wait to see more of her. And I'm agreeing with you saying that was her job, was for you to want to see more. And you're like, that's not her job. Well, all right. We want to do that point then. So I did like... <laughs> So I did like um, Rebecca Ferguson's interpretation of Lady Jessica. Yeah, Although I don't, I don't think the I think she's already strong in the book. I think she's strong in the do in the uh, Lynch movie. Yeah, I think she's strong here. But he said, Denise has said that he's like kind of up up the the ante, or you know, made her even more of a powerful figure. And like she already was, but... she's a main like powerful figure. Yeah, yeah. she already was. So I'm like, yeah. I don't see what he did in his version. That's even more. Not in this version. I don't know what he's talking about. I don't he might either. in the second one. She gets yeah. birth to well, the next. Yeah, maybe yeah, there's more. That. Maybe that's yeah. what's coming. Yeah. In that one. Well, because I think when he's talking about it, he's talking about both pieces. He's talking about the whole of it. Kind of like when um, Peter Jackson was doing all of the Lord of the Rings, he couldn't talk about one particular thing because he had the whole thing in his brain. Mm -hmm. So it's really hard for him to sit down and have an interview about one little part. It's when he had all of it. And I think that's what Denevue is. He's thinking of the whole picture, the whole storytelling. And he's got it all in the works, and they're working on it. So it might be hard for him to be like, "Oh wait, what? What are you talking about?" That's fair. That's, it could be like the overall impact that she's going to have on the story is he's upping that. Talk yeah. about that. That's that's solid. Because she does kind of disappear towards the end, but she's definitely they can't have the future stories without her, without Lady Jessica. She is the mother, the all mother right, of all. That's a fair point. I'll take that. Uh, Timothy's doing qu quite good work in this one as well. I thought when he they come to Arrakis and there's that scene where they're actually uh, disembarking from the ship for the first mm -hmm. time and they're calling out that he's the Messiah. I, I definitely yeah. could see that as the character. I'm like, yeah, you have that quality. I could definitely see you. Yeah, I have to agree us. with that. I, I was the least like optimistic about him. I was just like, uh, um, but I was I was really happy with him. Pleasantly surprised by him. He didn't fuck it up. Well, I should say I was I was surprised, but I was pleased. I'm like, yeah, you've got it. Yeah, yeah, this works. All right, then. Yeah, they waited so long to make this damn thing, and and people have read these over and over and over again. There's how many books in the series now? A million. Uh, well, so you establish in your mind who you think these people are, and then to have it actually portrayed, I think all of them. I, I was really impressed with all of them living up to what my. I mean, Jason Momoa was not by any means what I pictured as that character, but by the end of the movie, I was very happy with. I enjoyed his performance, and hopefully things will go well, and we'll get a little bit more. Yeah, so what else you got? Uh, I guess lastly, oh. we'll, be, we'll touch upon, did you know there was a ton of, of Dune toys? Uh, Jason told me those. I didn't know that there, or at least for the 
for the first. Uh, I'm assuming there's action the figures Lynch everything movie. now. Well, I, I had no idea. I thought I was hot. I don't collect toys. I'm a grown man. I collect vibrators. Blip, gone. <laughs> Vintage dildos. I thought I was hot shit because I had the Dune Encyclopedia, which was one of my favorite gifts I I've ever gotten. That, yeah. But there was a whole series of action figures, coloring books. Of course there was. What, what made you think there wasn't? I just didn't. I just don't it's think the that movie way. Industry. I don't. I don't. I don't well, it wasn't, make a dollar. It wasn't marketed very well because shit. I had. <laughs> We're gonna sell gums and lunch boxes and. Oh yeah, there was lunch boxes. Oh, I'm sure there was. There was uh, like a, a Doom Crawler toy. It's not worth making if you can't public not what not publicize it with um pander it. Plates, napkins. Of course. There was a t- and I, I I was completely blown away. I had no idea any of this existed. So. Well, I'm just saying I was surprised pleasantly. I don't have it because when I saw the, when I first saw um June. I was 16. So, <laughs> not viewing this as a 53 year old, I was looking at it. That's cutting it easy. 53. <laughs> <laughs> That's my real age. Mm, what are you talking about? Yeah. Waist size does not equal age. <laughs> what do you think? In that I case, I'd be 42. <laughs> I thought you were wearing an original Star Wars because you were there. <laughs> I was there for the original Star Wars. You're old. <laughs> You know what? There are things that you'll be the original person for too. Eventually, that's all I have to say. I don't, is there anything else you want? Is there anything miscellaneous that you want to add? Oh, of course, I have plenty to say about Dune. <gasps> you oh, just any to toilet paper? Unnecessarily provocative. Provoc. Uh, top. Uh. What do they do? Dune toilet paper. <laughs> Google it. <laughs> they used to be your response all through the 2000s. Google it. <laughs> Are we still in the 2000s? Oh, you mean the Google early, mean like the early, early 2000s? Like, yeah, it was like 2005. <laughs> Google it. Well, I feel better now that I've gotten my Dune. <laughs> you, you, you dumped a load of Dune on the table, <laughs> you filthy animal. Did you clean out your rectum with all your Dune? Can you have a decent way for me to end this? I appreciate you letting me spend a little more time exactly on exactly what your dates say when they take your pants off. Can you simply let me do one sentence? <laughs> I, I, and you can talk I, about anything I, else that you want. I, I, All I want use... is the any of that. Can I do it before we run out of time? I just bah, want to bah, do the bah, outro, bah. and then you can do whatever you want. Oh my god, he's getting violent. It's like he doesn't want me to contribute. <laughs> no, what I want is a decent out, and then you can talk about anything. I just want to buy a Trojan extra small. <laughs> <laughs> it's a personal favorite of Ian's. That way, you just spit and go. Thank you for spending a little more time with us as we spent more time on Dune. What are you doing? Just let me talk. Just let me get it out. Please, just let me. Just give me an out, please. Good God damn it. All right, I'm going to send it back to the office desk. Michael, Michael, you still on the desk? I'm done with the weather report. It's rainy. It's cold. Rhonda, bring the car around. I'm gone. Back to Michael. All right, so we're back to the news desk. Newsflash, Michael's still a dick. But he didn't get his out, so we gotta get his out. So we covered Dune, and we'll never speak of it again. Anything else you're watching, Frazier? 
Oh my god. If you're the black Frasier, does that make you Bluff Frasier? <laughs> you stupid. Because it wouldn't be Bluff <laughs> Laser. Stupid. Stupid, stupid, stupid. <laughs> Don't try to make it hard. Uh... Blasian. It's just Blasian. <laughs> just get it easy. Glazier Crane. Oh my goodness. I just I don't understand why I'm here. Rhonda, where's the car? I, I'm waiting. I need to get off the set now. I don't know. A black person could turn red. I'm not red. Oh yeah, you are. No, I'm not. Yeah, your face no, is red. No, it's, it's a magenta. Not. I thought you could say it's a Medusa. <laughs> you look like That's a pork what you're I look like pork rind. That's first of all racist. <laughs> of all the things that are red, you could have said apple, or you could have said raspberry. Those are more purple. Like but what did you say? I like how gay you, you said, are. When you presented he said, raspberries. No, I said you could say apples. <laughs> but what did I get? Pork rind. <laughs> that you know is southern south racist. Uh, next on name that person. I can't, I can't, I can't, <laughs> can't, can't, can't do it anymore. <laughs> On this episode of Triggered. Exactly. I'm like, I asked for Tang. What is this? Whoa. Michael's going through some repressed memories. Ugh. Back on the chicken farm. Oh, we had to mention chicken. I can't have a piece of sushi. I can't have a, a sushi farm. How, how many fucking sushi farms have you grown up on? I can't. I can't have it. Maybe a catfish. I can't Going have back to the kelp farm. I can't. Yeah, I can't have kale. I is can't it, have is kelp. Catfish racist too. Bottom dwellers. I bottom think, I think less so. Oh, they're more like Republicans then. <laughs> this is not. Uh, what else are we watching right now? We're not watching anything. Oh, so all of a sudden you're you're turned on. <laughs> you stop talking about fucking Dune. I told you that's all the pod. Now again, the podcast is called this episode Dune. It's all beachfront property. When are property. you going to know that you're not telling me what I'm doing? I'm telling uh. you. <laughs> You've been listening to Ooh, that's good. Our podcast about our love of movies, TV, and pop culture. Catch Ooh That's Good on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Be sure to subscribe and be on the lookout for future episodes. Join the conversation and get in on the fun by emailing us at oohthatsgoodpodcast at gmail.com. Till next time, go watch something good.